0: Podcast. Yeah. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I'm Emily, and I am Shauna. and this is our podcast. Enter stage, stage left. E mm-hmm. S L. Elephants. S is next. Day.
1: Late. Ooh, they like a party. <laughs> um. Enormous. Sand lizards! Okay! that I fell asleep last night actually thinking about what I was going to say, and it was a good one, <laughs> but somehow I keep coming back to linguine.
0: Alright, 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 alright. <sighs> anyway, uh, welcome to our podcast, thank you for listening. We are going to talk about some really f- interesting stuff today. personal. Um, yeah, based on our experience and our practice. Uh, but first we're going to play a game. Got a neck crick from... Throwing my head back (laughs) laughing at Linguini. (laughs) Oh, Linguini. (laughs) Ooh, a game. I like games. Okay. Okay, here's the game. Hit me. I am going to give you a piece of Victorian theater lingo. Victorian. Yeah. This is from a list I found on... The web pages. Yeah, let me look.
1: The pages from the web. Mental Floss. Ooh, okay.
0: Mental Floss? Yeah, it's just the name of the website. Getting in the crevices. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to look at the
0: screen Yeah, don't look So, okay. I'm gonna give you this term uh-huh, uh-huh, And you're gonna tell me what you think it meant A flabber-de-gaz? A uh, what? Flabber-de-gaz A flabber-de-gaz? Uh-huh That's really fun to say
1: It is, it feels like a Shana word A flabber-de-gaz Yeah Ooh, is this something that I will be able to use In my yep. everyday language from now on? Mm-hmm Is it being... Befuddled,
0: confused. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Flabbergasted. gas. Oh, I mean, you're not, you're not freezing with that. Okay. Is it some? Is it referencing a person? Is it a verb? It is an. Is it an action? action. It's an action. Something that occurs to you, an actor on the stage. You forget your life. Yes. <gasps> Oh my god! It's like it, it's a fluffed line, a stumbled, stumbled a word. Line? See, I just flabbergasted. A fluffed line, a stumbled word, or a mistimed joke. You know what I like about saying the word gas? Everything is. It feels
1: like the way that it comes off of my mouth. It's like Dub-blah-pah. yeah,
0: Dub-blah-pah. Dub-blah-pah. It's like a tap. Yeah, it's very percussive.
1: Flabbergasted! Don't you dare flabbergasted! Ooh, I like saying that. I can't forget it now. Mm. You got to remind me
0: to use it. Good. Don't flab the you lines. Is you can just make up any syllables and it will be fine.
1: Himlishner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good old flibberishner.
0: Phenobitis That was... I like that word. Mm-hmm. That's fun to say. Well, that's your quiz. <sighs> Thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to move on and talk about our topic for the day, which is us. Oh, <laughs> ooh, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do have a podcast. More, but really, we're going to talk about the work that we do, uh, specifically the original work that we do. Yeah, because we are in the incredibly privileged privileged position to have a program that allows us to create original shows hmm. with our students and for our students. We work at the Complex Performing Arts Center in Putnam, Connecticut. What? What? Uh, just a little plug. But uh, we write a, a full musical every year. 2 acts. Yeah. Um, and it is such a special thing. And I think, well, we were talking earlier about how when we hear the words original work, and if, if especially combined with students, people tend to be like a little hesitant, weary of yes. what the product may be, wary, actually.
1: Not weary?
0: No. Weary is tired. Wary
1: is cautious. Huh? I always wondered why one was spelt with an E and one didn't have it. I thought it was just your day to choose. Oh, what? (laughs)
0: Like, maybe it was a British spelling? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not judging you. It's just very funny. Uh, Oops. I've been using that for a very long time. Yeah. It's all right. We mean wary as in... (laughs) No. <laughs> query
1: of what a product might be when students create original work. Which, you know, that's kind of not the best idea because if you think about it, I know one of my philosophies is it's all about the process. Mm. You've got to trust the process, and it's not so much about the product. Okay. So maybe their process is really amazing. Well, that's... I feel like I've done a disservice because I really haven't gotten to see anyone's original work other than ours over the past few years yeah so now since being behind it and being a part of a process of it I think if I were to go see original work whether it be by students or anyone else uh older adults a single person anyone else I think I could appreciate it more Um, and not judge so harshly what the product is because a better understanding of, like, okay, this is what goes into it, so I don't know how much time they had to do it. I don't know what they had at their disposal. Mm -hmm.
0: So the fact that they actually have something on their feet
1: is... uh, Yeah, I
0: care way more about the process of getting there than what is actually ended up on stage in front of me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I I would leap at the chance to see original work anywhere now. Yeah. In a way that I don't think I would have four years ago. Yeah, I agree. I I would leap at the chance.
1: Ooh, hey, if anyone out there knows of original work going on in certain areas or places, we'd love to
0: know about it. Yeah, I want to see it. (laughs) Hit us up. Do that, please. Mm Mm-mm. Anyway, our first foray into original theater was four years ago.
1: And it was, a um, by mistake.
0: Well, let's say happy accident. We were supposed to do another show. Word came down that it wasn't available. And so instead, we got a title handed to us. And then that title, Stories of the Earth, became our first original show. And it was, uh, nothing we had ever done before. Yeah, we went into it with a whole
1: different idea. From what I recall, it was going to be more like a review show, right? Of like Earth-inspired songs from musicals, but
0: there's only so many songs you can do. So we just said, you know what? Forget it. Let's make our own. We can write this, and we did. And it was really hard. We had to. Uh, it was Emily, myself, and our friend Joshua Smith. Mm-hmm. And we sat down. We said, well what are the stories of the earth? Right. And so it ended up being a story about the elements and humans and peace on earth that how to exist in harmony. It was very, It's a lovely story, and it is close to my heart. However, we have improved on all fronts.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting process because it was our first time having to work off of absolutely nothing
0: but the title. Which is now a tradition of ours. Because we we've written four shows off of just titles. four shows, and we always work from the title down. And the title, it comes from writing prompts submitted by the students. So that is... One of the things we're going to talk about is how to integrate students into your writing, because I think that's uh, really hard to do. To write as a group, full stop, is hard to do. But then to include then any element of education... Is really makes it really complicated, and so we have had to try and figure out what the best way to do that is, and we're still improving on this mm-hmm. formula, but uh, I think we've found a rhythm that has proved successful. That first one was most of, mostly them doing workshops about their characters and the idea, and then it got kind of filtered into the script. They didn't have a lot of direct input over the actual dialogue and words and lyrics Um, But then that improved a little bit for the next round, which was super fun. And I remember having a conversation specifically about how do we get them to have control over... Maybe not control. More input over what we're doing. And then our second show was Murder Day. And it led to a hugely long and complicated rehearsal where they constructed all the characters and told us how they fit together...
1: Ooh, that was
0: a very fun rehearsal.
1: It was really fun. Because we also got
0: to, before we
1: did that, we got to talk to them about how it's inspired by film noir and the character tropes we wanted. And they had to take it among themselves to research vernacular from the era that Mm -hmm. era that inspired them that they thought was really interesting. Because the show ended up being inspired by film noir, so it had all these moments... And
0: characteristics of that style, but set in modern day, which was such a fun... It was very funny and fun to have uh, modern day slang juxtaposed with this, like, 20s flapper lingo. And we had a
1: projector.
0: Yeah, it was great. It's another podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> that but, we were figuring out our process through that show. And, and I, the, I... I don't know. I'm going to ask you in a second the things that you specifically learned, but mm-hmm. compared to stories, I learned how to write for a specific character sound Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because we were going for something that has, you know, it it exists as a genre and a style and it's recognizable. Like we, we had something to emulate Mm -hmm. and aim for. Like we want people to recognize this as this. Mm -hmm. And so there's plenty of music. So I knew, I learned how to emulate without imitating and draw inspiration from things that exist without copying Mm -hmm. and, to write funny things. Like, we had never written comedy before.
1: The thing, honestly, that I learned most from Murder Day was that um, I was funny. (laughs) Like, that I was able to contribute to a script because, truly, script writing is your forte. Putting that all together. But I had more input in that script than I had before. And not only myself, but the way we incorporated the students aside from having them plan out all these plot lines was
0: that we worked off of a document altogether yeah we figured out how to integrate technology into this which is google docs saved our lives
1: because students were able to come in and like mention their own opinions at any time of day for emily to look over for me to look over we could Um, assign homework really easily we could say fill in the blank here And I think it was our first true glimpse into what a collaboration with the students on the product could look like.
0: Yes. And we've improved upon that since then, I think. But that was a special moment when we realized we could give them more of the process Mm -hmm. to be in charge of. Mm -hmm. And then... That it was fun. Gave us a through. better
1: jumping-off point for if this was something that we were going to do all the time. Mm-hmm. How to start? Where to go? What works? What didn't? Yeah. That was our first time that we really started to get
0: a basis for what we do now. For sure, felt we learned a lot from that. But then the next show we did was devised. Threw it all out the window, and we did none of that. <laughs> and we went in the complete other direction, and just did this really amazing project that was completely devised and all in the students' hands and we guided and directed and that they, one was really off of all writing prompts. Yep, they wrote a lot, they created a lot activities. They, so much critical thinking. I maintain that red was one of the, is one of the coolest things we've ever done. Yeah. I know some people don't agree, but really took a shot to my
1: ego. Some some of the but yeah. I I think it was. It's important for, and again, this is another day, another pod. But <laughs> I think it's really important for all actors at every any age to experience devised theater and creating devised theater at some point in their life.
0: It's critical thinking and analysis and everything we want our students to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. It's the best learning tool for absolutely. I. I think the show that we just wrote was also devised. Oh, it totally was. It's just, it didn't look... Less
1: abstract. It was a more abstract devised Red was, piece yeah. that we had created. But this most recent one... The Waiting Room. ...was devised as well.
0: Yes. A little more structured. This, I think, is where we have hit a beautiful pattern, rhythm, if you will, of delegation
1: mm.
0: between us and the students. Yeah. Because just like we did for Murder Day, we had a rehearsal where we sat in a circle and filled the world. We mm-hmm. had writing prompts and conversations that dictated who was in this room, well, how does it work, what are the rules, What can we break them, does this make sense? And they got to have influence over all of these things. And that was a really fun day for me.
1: Yeah. They... They literally wrote these characters into existence. That's so special. Yeah. Because not only with an original play are you originating a role, but it's something special to be able to originate a role that is so personal to you yourself and that the directors and the people in charge of the product say, okay, yeah, do that. Yes. Create that. Go with that. Which is also really hard, I think, sometimes depending on what the material is. As an actor and a teenager, Mm. depending on how far you want to go and how far you don't want to go. But I think creating original work is allowing them to explore that.
0: You're talking specifically because these were semi-autobiographical? Yes. Well, that's perfect. Now that we've caught up to the present, I'm going to ask you, what do you think is different for you and for them about directing a role that is original, that they're originating, versus something like, we got the rights from MTI. Mm -hmm. We're going to do Newsies, or we're going to do Seussical. How does your process change between those two things?
1: Well, I'm going to talk about my process and a little bit of the actor, I'm sure, as well. Um, Well, each show was so different to direct because... Stories of the Earth it was our first time my first time directing with the playwright in the room mm. Mm. which I think we both had a hard time with because <laughs> we've grown we've grown and we've gotten there but I think it was so hard for not so it was hard for me to at that
0: point the script was changing a lot
1: it was it was we I'm... had we'd go into rehearsal we had one scene and then We'd go, three days later, we had a new scene, which was kind of confusing, I think, for the actors, too, to have something changing like that. And I think the fact that we did the Google Docs the next time really solved that. Yeah. But I think the first obstacle was really as a director and having the playwright in the room. Because as a director, you're always going to want to stay true to the playwright's original idea. But when the playwright is there, I think there was a struggle for me of being like, well, then why am I directing it if you're here? You mm. can just direct it. Because you had such a clear vision of what you wanted, and then from me reading it as a director, I interpret it one way, and I'm like, well, I see it this way. And I think that's where we butted heads a little bit, because I think with original work, sometimes it is, I think a lot, I don't know for sure, but I think a lot of people who write their own stuff also direct their own stuff. I th- Yeah, I would say probably. So... Being somebody who didn't necessarily write all of it, it was, I think that was a little tricky to try and stay true to what you wanted but still have my own vision of Mm -hmm. it. That was my, I would say that was what was hardest for me. I can, yeah, I get that. Murder Day was easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah, why was that? (laughs) Because I knew the, I would say that Murder Day felt the most inspiring to me to direct because I, I, So we had something so clearly to emulate Mm. that I knew exactly... From that opening number, I was like, I know exactly what this is. I know exactly where you're going with this. And we were able to tap in a little better, I think.
0: Yes, we were We're definitely more on the
1: same page. And I was able... I knew the voice of these characters more because I also was contributing more to the
0: script for that one. Well, right. Because after that big fun rehearsal where they all created their characters, we we went home. eight hours. And then... Put the puzzle together, on together, a, you on, and I, on, on my poster board, dining room table. We had a murder board with red yarn, and how do we put the? So you were it's in, very much like a detective. It was yeah, we were living the line. life. It,
1: we were walking the lock and talking that talk. Mm. Um, so I think that process, I was way more hands-on, so it was easier for me to direct. Um, red, I think the trickiest thing for me was teaching them about this art that they've never experienced and trying to get them to understand that it doesn't have to be in this box that you've always experienced. So mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing for me, for that one, was trying to relate to the actors to really just think beyond whatever limits you've set for yourself. Go wherever you can. Think bigger, better. Yeah. Um, and really trying to get them to break down these, like, well, it should be like this, this, and this. Because there's no should. Because the structure should be like that. There was no, it was just, do you Here find meaning is. in this? Then someone else will, too. Exactly. It, we explored a lot of symbolism, I think, in that show. Yeah, which, like, I love me some symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was the hardest thing for me in that one. And then when it comes to the waiting room, as a director, I think, again, kind of like Murder Day, easy breezy directing it was it was actually really fun to have all the color coded like it was one room all the characters there you just got to figure out a way to get them out it was actually very fun to direct that talk about that another day um but I think from the actor's point of view and I touched upon this a little earlier originating those roles that are so close to themselves was probably their biggest challenge for that Because you don't, when you're originating a role, you don't have anything to look up. Because actors always look, like, you can research about the playwrights. You can research about the time period. You can research about how, you can YouTube how other actors have done it. Yep. Just to kind of get an example, you can listen to the soundtrack. Like, these songs were being created as they were rehearsing. Some weren't finished until, like, a week or so before Tech Week. Yeah. Um, And I think as an actor, Now I'm speaking from an actor point of view. I think that is the tricky part of trying to be able to connect to these characters and bringing them to life in a way that's authentic and still staying true to what the playwright really wanted.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to... And directing
1: them. Directing them was kind of interesting because I didn't have as much... I did a lot more
0: directing of, like, blocking and maybe, like intention it was a lot of math in because character. of how many seats and chairs and characters but
1: they really kind of directed themselves mm. i don't know this character in your head because you created it that's so really you as point. an actor are kind of in charge of directing yourself into like what your intention is i as a director can just kind of guide you into like maybe some exercises or prompts to get that out of you in a stronger way or a more performative way that we need. But in reality, those characters, they were in charge of creating them and understanding their intentions and what they wanted and what they explored. And that was one of the things we talked about. As I said, you should always have an inner monologue of your character throughout this whole show. And that was some of the best directing I could do for this original piece because they created these characters. Hmm. They're on paper, yeah, I have my own interpretation, but in a way, they're also the playwrights. So who am I to say, no, you'd feel this way when they're like, well, actually, I wrote this piece and I know what I thought in That's that a really part. good point. There I've was, never actually thought of it that way. You know, there was way more of their hands in that piece and the fact that they literally wrote who they were. Hmm. So who am I as a director to say, eh, I don't think that's what you meant. It was. Right. You know? And so it was really the job of like getting it out of them and helping them to really portray what they were trying to if they didn't necessarily, they couldn't get the text to the
0: body kind of thing. Mm. Well, isn't that true directing though? Yeah. Helping an actor unleash or
1: tap into whatever. Yeah, but I think with when it's, when you've had. When it's not an original play, I think a director can have more, like, I
0: understand this character and into Well,
1: you know what? No, you're right. Never mind. You're right.
0: I just, I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. But I don't want you to belittle that. It's not like you were just, just, just doing these things, but. Yeah. Because that's what we would have done. I feel With like that's what you know, I see you yeah,
1: doing. Now that, I'm th- I, now that I'm looking back on it, really, that's every character. You go in saying, this is how I see this character. And I come in as a director saying, well, this is how I see this character. And then we meet in the middle to explore both ways and see, well, this
0: choice worked. But it's interesting because you're saying that like it was a little bit more weighted to their, their side.
1: What they wanted because it was literally what they wrote.
0: Right. You know,
1: it was still a partnership. It was just I took into consideration more what their choice was because they wrote it. Right. And if I had a question about just like when I don't understand something and something you write Mm. for our previous shows, I'll say, what are you trying to get? Like, what is the intention here if I'm really going in a whole
0: nother direction and it's not working? Yeah. Or I love those moments, by the way, when we can talk, especially in class when we pause and we can ask, when we can have a conversation or we ask them, like, what... Would your character do here? Yeah, because that's what we did for
1: the second process for stories a lot. Too. Right?
0: So we pause and say, "What do you think you'd, you'd say?" <laughs> tell me how. Tell me what this reaction is, and then we will fill in the language. We had an action. improv. Yeah. sometimes. times improv. That that's when we devised together. That's my favorite moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those are my favorite moments in rehearsal because those are those are the moments that show up in the script. Mm -hmm. Maybe not verbatim, but the sentiment and the character and a lot of the language they use ends up in the script because I can see that they're being genuine.
1: Yeah, I agree. Oh, I have a question for you, though. Okay. So as the playwright, primarily, of all of these shows, how does it feel to be putting something that's unfinished on the stage? Mm. Because they're really all works in progress. They're not really finished. I think sometimes the kids think they're finished. Audiences probably are expecting to see something finished. Right. But, yeah. Um,
0: I will say that it's gotten easier. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if it's just because I've gotten used to it or I've taught myself how to make something look more finished than it is. Like compensate for things that I know are missing. Um... But it's okay. We'll get it next time. It's not that glaring a hole, or maybe I've just gotten better at working faster, and so we just get to a place that's further along. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, it's hard. I think it, I don't talk. Maybe I don't talk about this a lot, but it, putting these things up on the stage is super vulnerable for me.
1: I mean. I just feel vulnerable writing three paragraphs for some people to just read. I can only imagine how much more vulnerable like
0: these are full-length musicals that you're like, I think that's a little bit of <laughs> That's where some of the tension early on came from, I think, because mm-hmm. I fully didn't know if I what I was doing was good or correct. I just <laughs> knew I had an idea in my head and I went, but it's what I want. <laughs> um, And I think we've gotten better at talking about that and I've gotten more clear at telling you why I'm doing what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I don't feel as defensive. Um, But yeah, it's hard to put something on that is unfinished. uh, Murder Day was unfinished. Stories was unfinished. Red is unfinished because devised works are never finished, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. The Waiting Room is probably very close to finished, but still not finished. Um, I look at all of these works and I see things that I want to improve and change. Even we've done stories twice, I'd like done a revamp of it, and still that second version, there are things that I want to fix and change. Um, I think watching stories
1: back, because we had a film of the first production. That was I thought these are finished. This is done. Oh really? And then, yeah, I. I didn't even cross my mind. Like, yeah, let's. But then when we saw, like, when they were actually performing it the last day, I was like, all right, stories is done.
0: Oh my god, I didn't put know a that. cap
1: on it. Yeah, no, it wasn't until we watched it back that I was like, ugh, this makes no sense. We could do this better. And then I really <laughs> realized, oh, okay, these are unfinished works. Yeah. Murder Day. I still feel like it was really like pretty
0: much done. There, are, Act One, solid, solid. It as a is. Rock. It's the
1: Act Two slump. Yes, and that one again, I also didn't really realize it wasn't unfinished until we got to that one hurdle. Mm. And you said, this needs to be a song, this needs to be that. And I was like, oh, this too is unfinished. Waiting room, I agree. I know it's unfinished right now because I can feel it now. Like, Mm. I understand from working with you on, like, what you think. I've gotten in... To your brain a little more. <laughs> well, so I understand you. how you. I understand how you're working more, so I can tell. Like, oh, this isn't finished in Emily's mind. Like, I can tell this isn't as because we've had so many conversations about like, well, this character doesn't feel like it's fully
0: developed, and this character we could just True. do without. But I mean, what also, if we switch this thing around? I'm imagining you, know? you like scrolling down the Google Doc and getting to the part where it's like super rough, and you can just tell by the way that the language is because mm-hmm. you've. Um, read now so much of what we're doing. We're doing mm-hmm. that's interesting. I didn't realize that. I well, again, it was my first time ever doing an original mm.
1: production, so I was just like, "Why are we gonna do it again? <laughs> 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 this, this is done. done. This is good. It's here. It's done." You know, I yeah. didn't, until we really watched it and I was like, "You know what? This is really good, but it could be better." Yeah, and I think that's like I think now we're striving for like. We want it to be finished, but we're not expecting it to be finished. Like, I think that's why waiting room is so close to being done. Mm. Because we're like, we don't expect it to be finished, but we'd like it to be. So I think we're aiming higher and farther
0: from the beginning. Yeah. I do think we just, we have a better understanding of the process. We have a better understanding of the craft. And yeah. so we're faster and... I think we're just... After working together so many times on it, we just have a better way of working with each other. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But which
1: again, collaboration is really key. And keep your good partners.
0: Find that partner and
1: keep them. And create a couple's name. (laughs) Shemily
0: makes me giggle. (laughs) Um, Did I answer your question? I think so. I have another one. Okay. Mm. I want to (laughs) know. You're not ready. (laughs) I just want to know because we have this rhythm and these patterns, which stage of the process do you like the most? Uh, Which stage do I like the most? For example, are you okay. a fan of like? Okay, we're talking about the writing prompts. We're sitting in a circle and we're crafting these characters. Or are you like, I am gonna color code these seating charts. I or like mm. it's tech week and it's work, 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 work. Oh. Or maybe it's the, like I'm sending you half-written music. Things. I was gonna
1: say I think the thing that makes me, that I enjoy the most
0: is when I understand
1: because it's really just it's pieces for the longest time, and it's usually when you send me a piece of music that I'm like, okay. I get it. It's My favorite stage is when I understand, when I have a vision of where it's going. Mm. When I'm finally on the page that you're on. Gotcha. Because you obviously are a few pages ahead of me always because you're the one being like, this is the piece I need. This is what other piece I need from them. This is the piece I need. Because I kind of come in
0: once it's structured a little bit. Yeah, and it, I would, I always, I'm harder. very conscious of how hard it must be to just wait for me. Yeah. Because everyone you can't start working until the script exists and until a character
1: exists right so it's but it's important I think for me to even if I'm not doing something to be in on those conversations mm-hmm. to be in on the beginnings of the working for the music and why this and why that and I think it's important to be a part of those and I think that helps me to start to see the puzzle pieces but it's really once something is kind of fleshed out a little bit that I'm like, ooh, I'm excited because now I know the jumping off point and now I feel like I can contribute more because I think as the director, I don't want to be as much a part of the writing prompts and the character development in the beginning because I think that's the collaboration between you and them. Okay. Because I love having a voice in it, but I don't want my opinion to overshadow what they want to produce gotcha. and what you want to create with them. So I think in the earlier process, that's why I'm usually a little more hands-off. And then like once you give me something to deal with, now I'll input a little more in the rest of the process because I see where it's going. You can't see this, but I'm nodding. Yeah, she's nodding. She's in agreement. I'm an active I don't think I really understood that about myself until now. Mm. talking about that that
0: makes total sense i think to me well and it's always the pattern we've fallen into like um i don't know
1: where to begin do it emily
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like session two or i guess what we used to call session two the big musical most a lot of that work falls to you because it's Mm -hmm. logistics and blocking and organization and production yeah production stuff and then i'm just i'm the music i'm the music Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, more traditional roles. And this uh, original session is where it kind of starts to overlap and we get to define our own roles mm-hmm. and delegate and when we step in. Just we have to be very on top of communication, which I think we are and we have been, and we are getting better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, that makes sense to me. I
1: think the most exciting part is once we have for a first song and a scene. Mm. Once I see... These are the The first moments. Ooh, Yeah. Because until then, it's just a bunch of me going, well, I think the show's going to go in this direction. And then once you actually start trying to go, okay, we're going somewhere else. (laughs) But we'll go that direction, because I don't know where to go with mine. That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, what about the same question for you? What's your favorite stage of the process? Hmm.
0: I think... I mean, I love all of it. I love writing music. I love writing script. But I think my f- favorite part is thinking about writing for specific students,
1: hmm.
0: not necessarily their character. Although obviously I'm doing that, but I'm also thinking about the person. Like I know we we have had the privilege to know these students for a very long time now, mm-hmm. and that comes with knowledge. Like, I know what their voice sounds like. I know how they're going to read this line. I know um, how far they can probably push this scene. I know maybe, like, what their strengths are and yeah, not-so-strengths are. So if I want to construct a character that really pushes them, I know what they're not experienced in, and I can do that. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love doing that. Like, every... Yeah. We've talked about this, but for the rating, for the waiting room, every single character... And actor, let me say, every single actor did something that they'd never done before.
1: Yeah, that is actually really cool, being able to write specifically for them, based off of who they are and what they're able to do. And
0: absolutely, I mean the example—that's very
1: special. They are literally all your muses. I yes, they are. And it's kind of cool to see like especially if a student's a part of more than one production which parts of them inspire you mm. because there's a few students I can think of in particular that like, like aren't being pigeonholed into this one specific kind of thing all the time like you've given them the opportunity to go you're really funny let's show you this here but then let's get you a little serious in this production like exactly you're pushing them and having them explore things that maybe they're not used to exploring as often.
0: Well, as you're saying this, I'm thinking about the phrase every day is an audition mm. and that is why we say it. Because all of these things that I know is not just based on because they're in lessons with me. It's because we're I see them how they behave as as just a normal person, how how they interact with the roles and the roles that they're given and the roles that they create for themselves. I see how Malleable they are as an actor. I know how their voice has grown. I'm, I'm not judging just on one session at a time or one specific or one audition. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Not just one audition. I'm, it's really. I'm trying to take in every experience we've ever shared, and create something that's going to be. I was going to use the word satisfying, but now I want to use the word nourishing. Ooh, get those vitamins. <laughs> something nourishing. that's going to be quench that thirst. Just satisfying and nourishing for your performing soul. Yeah. That pushes you.
1: Damn, I wish I had that when I was younger. Me too. Like having a teacher specifically write different things for me to explore in a way that, because sometimes, like, I feel like as a director or as an acting teacher, you can give a student a monologue that's going to push them in a different Mm. way or this or that. And that can intimidate you. But you're almost like feeding them their vegetables and chocolate cake. Kind of. You're kind of being like, you're going to do this thing that you're scared to do or that you don't like. But you're going to do it (laughs) because it looks like cake and it's going to be real good. And then they do it great. And then like, wow, I like Brussels sprouts and my cake. I'm thinking of
0: the rap song. Yeah. I'm thinking of the really vulnerable scene that we asked one of them to do. Yeah. That just never asked that of him before, but he did it. He He done rose to that occasion. Ooh, I'm really excited to talk about
1: that show in another podcast too.
0: If you would like to listen to any of this music, you can Google Emily Zornado and YouTube, and there's a whole playlist dedicated to all of these, if you're interested. And we'll probably play some snippets and some other... Oh, maybe we will. I think we should...
1: You know what I think would be really cool? Is if, in the podcast that we talk about, like, stories in particular I can mm-hmm. think of, because that one really had a lot of change from when... Because it's really the only one we've explored in the second draft, if you will. Mm-hmm. So the process of the first version of a song versus the second version and why you changed these lyrics for this lyric Mm. and because I think it's really important or why we adjusted this scene because sometimes it was just as much as like a sentence.
0: Yeah. You know? There are moments in stories where I I honestly just flipped a line or like gave it to someone else. I'm like, oh, that's it. Or there are moments where the whole song's gone. Mm-hmm. Or whole songs added. Kill those darlings. She loves to do. It. Kill your darlings. I forget whose quote that is, but I use it all the time. Sometimes you have to cut things that you like. The darlings she usually kills are mine.
1: <laughs> Sometimes and we'll probably talk about they more. make their way back in. Yeah. Murder Day. None of my darlings were killed,
0: and maybe that's why it's my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I just I genuinely think that creating original work is so important Um, it's important to me and I think it's important to theater as a whole and an incredible tool for you and your students if you have them Um, and I think it's one of the most interesting and unique things that we do and Mm -hmm. I love talking about it and I hope other people like listening to us talking about it because I think it's fascinating Um, and I want to talk in depth about All of these shows and all of these little moments of process. But really what I would love is if we inspired someone to write their own stuff. Venture down that path. Because if you wait till you know how to do
1: it, then you'll never know how to do it. And it's kind of intimidating to take
0: that on. It is, definitely. And we only did it because we had... No choice. So, but I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it's probably my favorite thing that I've ever not been given a choice to do. <laughs> I'm so. Grateful and I mean that with so much love and excitement for the utter panic that I felt at the time and the like, the worry that like, is this good? Oh, I How many times did we ask? Was this good? I'm thoroughly convinced that it was terrible.
1: Well, because it was just the three of us in it and these kids, yeah. and we're like, yeah, you're doing
0: great, kids. And really, we're like, I don't know, I don't <laughs> know. Will it work? Will it? I don't even remember thinking, like, are they doing a good job? It was just me being, like, a narcissist and worried that, like, what something that I had written was bad. Yeah. But, yeah, I I just hope it's not as impossible as it seems.
1: If you're interested in creating your own work, I think we kind of touched upon the basic things that we've learned from is get somebody that you work really well with. Yep preferably a cast that you know really well, but I'm sure you could do it with some people you don't know. We haven't had that opportunity yet. That would be kind of interesting. I would love to do that. Um, Google Docs is a real... Resource if you're doing it in a group. And going into original work always with the mindset that, like, nothing's ever going to be finished and that's okay. Okay. Try and get it there, but be okay with adapting yeah. and collaborating with not only your partner f- who's helping you create this, but also with the actors themselves. Give them as much of a voice as you can to creating this original work. If it's an educational setting, if it's really just
0: like your setting, project, then. It's just, they are yeah. going to be, your cast is going to be your most inspiring resource. They're going to be your muses. So, yes, 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 yes. Have a partner who inspires you, have a cast who, in, who inspires you, and have a great idea. Have an idea you can stand behind and say, this is my vision, and I'm going to stay true to it. And if you don't know where to start, just create a
1: title mm. and go from there. hmm It'll work.
0: Yeah, somehow it always does. What it, do we do next? It does <laughs> help to have um, the combined force, forces of a music and theater degree.
1: Yeah. But maybe it's not a musical you're writing.
0: True. You can write anything.
1: You you follow your heart. Yeah. But try starting with the title. That's our words of wisdom on that. Um, I do have a game for you before Again? we end. Okay. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to whistle a tune, and you have to guess it. It's a musical. Get it together. Okay. Okay. Ready?
0: Summertime.
1: I think I did pretty good staying in the right key.
0: Sure, whistling's I mean, hard. Whistling is hard. I can't whistle. But yeah, <sighs> did I get? I got it right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You anyway, thank you for tuning in. This has been interesting. <laughs> <talking> <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Turn See you next time. My
1: head with talk of